We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Welcome back to another fun and fabulous episode. Maybe I should have picked S words because tonight we're talking S on the Is For podcast. First of all, I am Danger, and that is Sarge. I am Sarge. That is I. We are uh, a little less scary tonight because we don't have Monster. No Monster. This is a monsterless episode. We miss him. Oh, wow. We miss Do I him. miss Monster? I always miss Monster. I, I It wasn't a question. It was just a, you know, we miss him. You know, a general statement of, you know, the guy's not here with us tonight. I may have been feeling a little guilty, so I may have just <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, your guilt is not my problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he's um, congratulations to Monster. He just uh, had a family expansion uh, with a new baby. So, yeah, that he, expansion pack's going to cost money. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> so, anyway, on this super stupendous episode of the Is For podcast, we're talking the letter S. And tonight, S is for Sim City. Now, when we originally came up with the idea of doing this, we were kind of brainstorming what it was that the podcast was going to be, and we kind of kept throwing around nerd culture, the term nerd, nerd culture. And I don't know of anything that is more nerd-like than a city-building game. I mean, it's not an action-packed game. It's not a, you know, hack-and-slash. It's not a side-scrolling. It's a city-building game. Sarge, I know that you had plenty of experience with SimCity. What's the first SimCity that you played? The original SimCity. My dad had it on uh, a CD, and you had to pop it in the computer, and then you had to go into DOSPROMP, and you had to type in CD backslash, CD backslash play, and all this other kind of fun DOS commands to get the game to load. Well, the first SimCity was not released on CD. It was later re-released on CD. But the first one was not. It was a big old floppy disk for uh, for your kids at home. Floppy disk was a thing that was enormous. <laughs> it was the size of an album, vinyl album, which is an auditory medium. <laughs> so no, but it was uh, the first that SimCity came out in '89. The game was designed by Will Wright. The whole thing was designed by him and pushed forward. And just to give you a rundown of his, um, you know, resume. Uh, his first game was Raid on Bungling Bay, Sim City, Sim Earth, Sim Ant, Sim Life, Sim City, Sim Copter, The Sims, The Sims Online. So he pretty much spent a majority of his career from 89 to uh, 2002 in The Sims. And then he jumped ship and went to and created Spore, which Spore is a neat concept, poorly executed. But oh, absolutely, yeah. I think Spore now like with what we have now to work with, I think it could be a cooler game, but I don't think it's, I I think it's too late for that. But then he's got another game coming up, which just listed TBA. You know, I couldn't find an actual release date for it is proxy. It's a mobile game. I don't think mobile games are the future by any means. In fact, I think mobile games are kind of the past, even though we all have mobile devices. So yeah, but 
you know, if he wants to make a mobile game, more power to him. He obviously created a a franchise that was enormously successful. So anyway, first Sim City was published by Maxis. Maxis was a great company that got eaten up. <laughs> um, and it came out in 89. Uh, there were several sequels and many spinoffs, many, many spinoffs <laughs> to the Sim series. You know, it began as the Sim City and then we saw it, you know, turn into the Sims. So Maxis developed the series completely independently until 1997. And then who were they bought up by? Who were they gobbled up by? I think EA, if I remember right. Yep, they were bought up by EA. And now, uh, Electronic Arts, ladies and gentlemen, was only used to be about sports games. That is it. That yeah. is it. The slogan used to be EA. It's in the game. That was it. Yeah, there was a, a like an extreme sports spinoff of EA, and I remember they came out with a motocross game called uh, Wild Style. I had it. Played the hell out of it, PS2, and it would just be like like the the logo at the beginning. It would just be like EA Games, big, and <laughs> so. But I don't think they really came out with many on that. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a dive into EA Games. In the no, future. no, I don't know. And talk about how they just gobble up companies, <laughs> so much like they did with Maxis. So, so diving into the gameplay of the game. So, like I said before, it's not a side-scroller, not a hack-and-slash. Uh, it's, in my opinion, even the later ones that came out, barely even a 3D game, in my opinion. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a top-down game. It's like Red Alert or Command & Conquer or uh, StarCraft. Or the first it's, GTA games were top-down, you know. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's just a top-down game. So, what did you like about it was the game? Frighteningly frustrating. It was. It would make you pull your hair out and make you make you praise your city planners or curse your city planners, depending on how well you did in the game. Actually, you bring up something that is something that I've realized recently about games, and it was really diving into this that video games allow us to really take on the roles of different things. And I think that's why we find it more and more entertaining, the different genres now. And it's just all about what appeals to different genres. And this game allows you to take on the city planner role, the, the mayor, the treasurer, the e-commerce, the commerce. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Uh, it, It allows you to really dive into a role that, you know, you have to go to school for many, many years and play the politic game to move up and get a hold of. And I always thought that was awesome to actually be put into a role of that. But I mean, any other game, you know, uh, you're a medieval knight, you're getting to move your way through dungeons and, and whatnot. And that doesn't happen in any other place. You know, you're limited by your ability playing basketball and whatnot. So anyway, so the SimCity titles were all a real-time management and construction simulators, which I feel like the real-time term is, I don't know, mismanaged in itself because you could speed that shit up. You could slow it down. You know, (laughs) you could really manipulate time for it. So you're given a blank map and you got to expand the city on the budget. And do you remember what happens if you go over budget? Everything shuts down. Your stuff catches fire. Your 
your fire department can't put out fires, crime goes rampant, buildings start collapsing, people start moving out of your town. Well, yeah. um, kind of. I mean, if you have a created, which it wasn't until later games, definitely not in the first couple, you know, you could, uh, you know, partner up with a, with a neighboring city and, you yeah. know, make a deal, take a loan or whatever. So as the city grows, the player must be able to add government and other special buildings, such as the mayor's house and the courthouse. And it really all depended on how large the city was and kind of what achievements you got along the way in it. You know, you could do certain things, you know, concentrate on certain populations of people to unlock, um, you know, like a certain branch of government buildings. And you can have a whole like bureaucratic block, which I did a lot in SimCity 4. I would just make compartments of different city blocks for different things. You know, um, one place with the arts and opera and whatnot region, and then another like amusement park region and whatnot. And I would just have all these different things all around the city. And that usually got in the way of me placing schools and things where they were needed. Uh, but that's a, that's, that's a whole problem that I had where I was a poor city planner. So anyway, uh, you would, have to have proper management of the city uh, that requires citizens to be provided with proper basic utilities like electricity, water, waste management. And if these were not managed correctly, what would happen if electricity was not managed correctly? You would have blackouts. Water wasn't managed. You would have little poop icons start popping up, you know, in later games and whatnot. I never played the original SimCity. I think I, um, I started on... SimCity 2000, which came out in two, which came out ninety three, which I thought was interesting that two thousand came out in ninety three. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. So that was my first foray into it on my grandfather's uh, compact computer. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a beast of a machine. It was really just made for his billing for his um, uh, maintenance business. He just went around to <laughs> factories and maintained businesses so, or maintained machinery within the factories and stuff. So anyway, uh, the primary source of taxation taxes from the citizens themselves. Then you could also throw in toll roads. And if it got really bad, you could legalize marijuana and legalize gambling. Marijuana legalization came in later um, iterations. Of the say, that was not in the original. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and as you grew cities bigger and bigger, you would get military bases, federal prisons. Um, and then as your city got bigger and bigger, you in four, I think it was in four that this started. I'll have to, you know, maybe get to that in a minute. But you would, you know, be able to make deals with neighbors to share um, utilities and roads and whatnot. But, you know, if you didn't have a neighbor, you didn't have anything to connect to. So you just, you know, put a road out to nowhere and just go, that's where the people go to work <laughs> and they go driving off. You just see cars going down it all day. And just, if you follow the road out, you'd see them turn around and come back. But, you know, <laughs> so one of the things I would actually do for fun in this game was I dove into the disasters of the game and I would just randomly set off. Like I would get my city nice and big and they'd be like, you know what? I'm getting bored with it. Let's make a disaster. Do you remember some of the disasters you could have in the game? Yeah, meteor shower, uh, tsunami if you were by the ocean, superstorm was one of them. Uh, I think a riot back in the earlier ones, a riot was one of them. I don't remember the riot. 
uh, back in the early ones. I believe riots were one of them. You could set fires within your city. Um, I remember there was a big lightning blast you could mm-hmm. do down that would create this like crater, which I don't know of any lightning blast that actually creates a crater <laughs> in the earth, causing buildings to fall down and all. But you know, uh, and then one of the one of my favorite ones was I would call in aliens. And they would come in and you'd see the oh, UFO yes. come down and start blasting lasers and causing fires and, and stuff. But I, I loved it because it was just, let's wreak havoc for a little bit and then fix this stuff. But that was part of the fun of the game was just fixing the things that went wrong. And it says sometimes those disasters happened without you calling in. Oh, yeah. I think when you got, when you got the army base, I think if you, if, if it's when you got the army base, you could spawn the the UFOs invasions would randomly spawn. Yeah, um, if I remember right, I don't remember if it was limited by that or not. I just know that once I got my cities up to a big enough level, I could start to do that. It may have been after I got the army base in. I don't remember that exactly, but anyway. So, development of the original Sim City began in '85, um, released in '89. So, took a bit longer than uh, Pac Man and some other games of course but um Wright was actually inspired to make the game uh by a map creation feature which personally were some of my favorite ones making maps and things even up to the tony hawk series i would make skate parks and stuff and i had a blast doing <laughs> it but um but he the map creation feature in his first game the raid on bungling bay and uh then that led him to you know um Learned that he enjoyed creating maps more than playing the actual game, which takes a special kind of brain that you would like doing that more. But, you know, obviously it it worked for him. So while developing SimCity, um, he discovered a real love of the uh, intricacies of urban planning, and he was inspired by reading The Seventh Sally. Um, a short story by Stainlaw Lim. I've never heard of Stainlaw Lim, but it was where his first name. Did you, was his first name Stain? S T A I N S L A W. Stainslaw Lim. Never heard of. Strange name. You know, I don't know what parent would be like. You know what? Uh, another name. Stainslaw. That's a uh, name for my baby. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so in the book, an engineer encounters a disposed tyrant and creates a miniature city with artificial citizens and a tyrant to oppress. And that pushed him to create, you know, part of what pushed him to create Sim City, which I kind of understand the tyrant to oppress because I can't tell you how many times I would uh, do things like create disasters just for fun and terrorize all the people in my cities. And it was great. Loved it. The first game was actually developed for Commodore 64, which I think is strange because I never saw SimCity as a console game. I always saw it more of a, as a computer game. I, I just can't. The Commodore wasn't. The Commodore 64 was a, a computer. It was not a console. Was it? I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. I thought it was a thought it was a console. The, the original Commodore 64, I, I know this because my dad had one. Yeah. It was a monitor. It was a keyboard. It was a disk drive. It was this thing that looked like a battery backup that sat on the floor. Yeah. And, and it, and it was uh, a joystick. 
there was in, in a mouse, a one button mouse. Okay. And everything plugged into that little like power supply looking brick thing. Yeah. And then the disc drive sat right next to the monitor, and you would have your you would have your your floppy disk, your six by six floppy disks. Yeah. And in a little holder and little sleeves, and you'd be like, ah, and try to plug them in the game with little switches. Yeah. If you can't tell, I've never got my hands on a Commodore sixty four. Um, nothing about it sounds like something I want to do. Maybe I will one day, just for fun. I don't know. Back in the day, it was super fun. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. So the game actually created a crazy, unusual paradigm shift in in the way that publishers started thinking about games because they didn't think it was possible to market a game that built cities. You know, that was a a builder. It wasn't something that was uh, that was pushed at, at the time. Wright went to 12 different publishers and nobody would touch it. Everybody turned them down first up or, you know, by the first offer, everybody turned them down. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. So after going through those 12, he went to uh, Jeff Braun at Maxis, you know, the tiny little company Maxis that gets gobbled up later. I'm never going to let that go. I will always talk about EA and how they chew up companies and kill them. So <laughs> they agreed to publish uh, SimCity. Uh, and then they pushed it out for everything from the uh, Amiga and Commodore 64 to Mac and uh, IBM because there really wasn't a uh, Windows operating system, which, you know, we learned later kind of overtook everything except for Mac. So anyway, so in later SimCity, titles they introduced the water pipes subways and basically just everything underground i'm sorry you're making a face now and now i'm concerned what's happening so i just just in my sim city reliving the glory days right i just popped on steam real quick because talk about sim city i really now want to play sim city yeah i really want to play it now so see it isn't available right yes it is available you can get the basic edition of skylines Yes, actually, that's something that I'm going to get to, which, you know, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Let me finish. You can get it on Steam right now for $29.99, right? Mm-hmm. 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get the DLC bundle for $249. Good Lord. That's why I made that face. I was like, what? I was just like, what? what is included in this $249 bundle? And it's like, looks like it's like 30 different expansion, 30, 30 different DLCs for this game. Um, they're, Okay, I was going to say this till later, but since you're diving all into it. Um, so, be, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. This is, it's fine. This is, uh, this is where we are. Uh, so... I some time ago dove into, you know, the the same thing that you are right now of wanting to get a hold of SimCity again and play it. But this was after the uh, the last one was released and did not want to pick it up. But then I found this game called, well, a friend of mine told me about this game called City Skylines. And it's basically everything that SimCity was. Turned up to 11 and amazing. I <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours I poured into uh, City Skylines. And the thing about it is there was plenty of days that I would like get up in the morning and, you know, Saturdays and whatnot, days that I was at home, like get up in the morning and start a city and then go and do something for a while 
and then come back and just like re like add more, readjust and whatnot. And so I had these all day city skylines games going where I would end up building this massive city because in that game, you, you know, once your city got to a certain size, you had the option of buying more property around it and not, you know, creating deals with neighbors, but just creating a bigger and bigger city. And so you could, you know, have an entire city be one thing and then buy a property next to it and build next to it into a different zone of the city, if you will. And you could actually put in different zones and there was a lot of really cool aspects to that game. Yes. I highly recommend City Skylines if you're wanting to get back into SimCity because it's it was a fantastic game. In fact, I've been wanting to boot it up again and just have another all day game where it's just running on the computer and I just, you know, keep adjusting and whatnot. And it's <laughs> it's it's fantastic. And that one, you know, it's like SimCity, but again, turn up to eleven and you have to pay attention to all the things. You can put in subways and all that stuff, but you know, there's maps you can look at to see what areas are not covered by your fire departments? You can either build bigger fire departments if you've unlocked them and can afford it or not. I mean, it, or small ones and police stations, schools. All, it, it's a stupid amount of stuff that you can do. At a certain point, your city gets so big, you're like, I, I, I just can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't. So, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome game. I love that one. I'm probably going to to create a game for it here soon. And get it up and rolling it was fantastic. <laughs> so, so anyway 1997 maxis was bought up by ea or eating arts electronic arts will Wright continued to work for the company which was great because he still had touches on SimCity. but he went on to create the sims which blew up Massive. my daughter my 16 year old daughter We'll sit and play that game for hours. And when we, when, if we get to the part about The Sims, if we're talking to talk about The Sims today, I will share with you some of the stuff my daughter has done that has made me raise my eyebrows. Oh, I've, I've played The Sims a bit with my other friends, and we did plenty of things that would make you raise your eyebrows. Like, for instance, we would um, hide in bushes in a yard after putting in a pool and wait for somebody to come and discover the pool and go swimming and then remove the ladders and let them drown. <laughs> so what is one of the uh most effed up things that your daughter has done uh set someone she got she some girl was hitting on the guy that she tried to single out for her sim so she had brought this girl into her house took the door out of the kitchen and left the stove on and let this girl burn herself to death oh so was it actually another like another person she knew playing online or was it just a bot? It was just a bot, but still, oh, but still right. Okay. But still, yeah. Uh, left the gas on, left the stove burning <laughs> and removed the door. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. So, you know, again, 2007 bought it by EA and as he went on to work for the, to work on the Sims, uh, SimCity titles took on a new leader which was, you know, another Maxis staff person, staff member, uh, Christine McGravin. And she pushed Whoa. McGravin. Um, McGravin. Well, she pushed, <laughs> she pushed to start making a sequel to the last one, which was SimCity 3000 or SC3K, if you will. Um, SC3K. Yep. So uh, it came out in 99. 
And this is when we introduce features like waste management, um, agriculture, you can make business deals and expand inner city relations and make, you know, deals within the city and create zones and whatnot. So, and then the one that got me, the one that I dumped plenty of time into was SimCity 4. And that came out in 2003. And I could not get enough of SimCity 4. In fact, I went out years after I dove into it because I think I got a hold of it right about 2004, put a whole bunch of time into it, went off and moved around a whole bunch. But then I lived in Richmond by myself and then went to the store and, you know, Walmart or wherever it was and picked up a copy. And that was how I spent my days off there, which is so, playing SimCity 4 by myself in my apartment. So when, when SimCity 4 came out, it came out on a CD. Yeah. And during the 2004 to about 2010, I was deployed quite a bit. Yeah. And what I learned to do was to take this Sims game. I looked online and I took the CD and I ripped all the information off the CD and put it on a, on a thumb drive. Now I paid out the butt. I paid out the butt for like an eight gig thumb drive back in the day. Yeah. I carried it with me to my deployments and I could actually plug them into government computers and I had a game installed on the thumb drive. Yeah. And all I did was make a shortcut icon and I could play Sim City on government computers while I was deployed to pass the time. And you would just go and just boot it up. You didn't have to install it. You just No, because it, I had it I had it installed on I the eight gig memory stick acted like a hard drive. Right. So all I had to do was go in and open it and grab the executable file and execute the file. And you could play your save? Yeah. Ah, cool. It was just, just like, oh, not the greatest use of government uh, equipment. But when you're like on a, like a 24-hour shift or something, and they're like, you need to be doing something on a government computer, they're like, okay. <laughs> Thunk. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is your tax dollars at play overseas. Oh, I- I, I could do an episode on how your tax dollars are spent and the fun things that we get to do with your tax dollars that you would honestly not be upset that we spent your money on that. Maybe next season we'll do tea is for toilets and tax dollars. And <laughs> so, uh, I mean, not going to say I wouldn't hate the episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the things that I loved about SimCity 4 was that, and this is really bad of me was that on top of the disasters and things I would actually go through and as the city would start taking on certain um, looks and qualities that weren't pretty I would just go through and just start demolishing those parts so I was just demolishing city blocks of things because I didn't like the way they looked and I'd be like no I do not like your house. I do not like your house. I do not like your house. I do not like your inner city mass apartment building. Those are pretty. And I would just wait for it to start building things I liked. And I would do the same thing in the industrial zones and start waiting for um, high tech industry to start showing up. And, you know, I totally played into uh, the urban decay and gentrification of my city. (laughs) So, I mean, SimCity 4 introduced those concepts to the series, and it was amazing. I loved it. You know, one of the things also came with my SimCity that I bought was, my SimCity 4 was uh, the Rush Hour expansion pack, which was basically where 
you could pull up preloaded cities that they gave you and they were just disasters of cities, just absolute mm-hmm. disasters. And you had to fix them. And yep. I think I spent about two weeks fixing one of the worst disasters. And it was one of those, I would get mad at it and quit and then come back to it and get mad at it and quit. But I was determined to do it and I did it. And then when I was done, I went on to the next disaster. <laughs> it was just <laughs> It's like, well, okay, that's that's done. So, I mean, and and when you when you talk about the expansions and you pick up those trial by fire expansions where you have to save the cities, yeah, it always it always starts with like the same line. It's like the previous mayor left. We need you to la 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 la, and you're like, uh. yeah, it basically gave you the political <laughs> contra opening of the president's been kidnapped and you have to save him. But this was the mayor was terrible and yeah. and fix his well, problems. It, well, the thing is, it's like to me, like looking back at it now as an adult and at my age, I, I call those not my problems, yeah. you know? It's right. like, so the previous mayor just said, this is not my problem and left it for you. This is for future mayor. Future mayor to take care of this. Future mayor, right. Future mayor. And, you know, I can't, I can't think of a city where a mayor tanked it so bad and then just let another mayor come in and fix it. You know, it's, I can't imagine anybody wanting to run for office in a city that the mayor tanked to the point of just absolute disaster. Unless we're talking about Detroit. Oops. Or New York or New York this past year. Yeah. New York was pretty bad. Yeah. New York was terrible. Yeah. So, um, I, but That's that's not even political. That's just, and honest to God, holy crap. But New York was not as close as some of these cities I got, but New York was not not a good city to um, inherit by any means. <laughs> so so after SimCity 4, EA, EA Games uh, insisted that Tilted Mill Entertainment develop the next major title. So they have now moved away from Maxis, and Maxis is dying. I don't know if you people have picked it up yet, but don't like EA and what they've done with companies. So anyway, Tilted Mill Entertainment took over and they developed one of the spinoffs, SimCity Societies, which was majorly different from all the prior games and brought in uh, small scale engineering focus, um, less detailed simulation. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't place zones where buildings were constructed individually. And six social energies called societal values. Um, This allowed players to learn the characteristics of the citizens. The one part of SimCity that I did not care about was the citizens. I wanted my city to be pretty. And suddenly they introduced this concept of we're supposed to care about the citizens. I don't care. So it was about this time that Wright pretty much separated from SimCity. And, you know, he still had his finger on the pulse of the Sims. But he started to develop Spore, and Spore was, I think, ahead of its time, but Spore now would be great. Back then, it was not. I mean, it took an entire computer to run Spore on its own, basically. You know, you had to have the most up-to-date things to get Spore to work properly on your computer. So uh, he commented on it by saying, I didn't have anything to do with that decision, honestly. I didn't even play Societies. Um, I read some of the reviews on it, though, and they were not good. The, the reviews of societies were not good. EA has a tendency to do the, I'm going to be the helping hand person. And they're not. I mean, 
SimCity, Mass Effect, Dead Space, Odd World, Syndicate, Montreal. Oh, what is it? Um, oh, shit. Well, the the Star Wars games that they bought up. Battlefront. Yeah. yeah. Burnout. Burnout's yeah. another one that they just totally destroyed. Skate. Remember Skate? Yes, I remember Skate. I forgot yeah. that they had bought that one up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Skate was a great game, and the fact Bi- that, Bioware Montreal they bought out Bioware Montreal, and but the fact that Skate you would pretty much control solely with the joysticks, I thought was a neat feature. You know, EA got its hands on it and killed it. So, um, I think EA wanted to make Skate more like Tony Hawk, and which it wasn't. It it wasn't that. It was just another Skate game. But, um, but then they pushed it out for the DS, and it was really just a heavily modified version of 3000. So way later, way down the road, they released an old game and it did take advantage of the two screens that you had on the DS. And that's where all of your, you know, up top would be where your city map would be that you would actually edit the city and whatnot. But then down below was your um, advisors, news ticker um, and additional interfaces. But one of the cool things about it was that you could use the microphone and the stylus to blow out tires <laughs> of cars that were driving around. That's awesome. You know, I don't know if you could blow out a tire and then that would cause a fire <laughs> or whatever, but I thought it was, I thought it was great. <laughs> so the sequel that they came out with for it in 2008, I thought it had a really cool thing where you could actually make cities of different, you know, history periods and you can make a medieval or a prehistoric. Uh, city in general, and I think that's pretty damn cool. I I would have played that, but I probably also would have gotten bored of it because I couldn't use the microphone or the stylus to blow out a horse hoof over a tile. <laughs> Don't really know how that one would have worked. So one of the uh, one of the good things that EA did, one of their saving graces was that in 2008 they actually released the source code online for free and um, uploaded it for the program one laptop per child on every laptop and made it complete open source, but they called it Macropolis, which was actually the original working title of SimCity for Mr. Wright, which I think was a a good move on EA's part, whether or not it was uh, completely um, self-serving is, <laughs> is up to you. We're running this in the ground. Let's release out a source code. Yeah. You know, if if it served their purpose, then cool. If it didn't and they were just doing it for the good, great. But um, I did get to play this, which was SimCity Creator for the Wii. Um, and it was extremely frustrating because imagine trying to draw roads with the Wiimote that was already shaky as hell. It was, it was a disaster. I hated it. So anyway. All right. This is the demise of SimCity. Do you remember the final SimCity? Ooh, which one? What do you consider to be the final SimCity is the question. Okay. To me, SimCity ended after SimCity 4. Right. I'm talking about SimCity 5, but it was just titled SimCity. That was where, after seeing that and... Just seeing how bad it was, I didn't even want to touch it, and I never played it after. I never played it after SimCity Four. I never played the games again after that, and then I went to City Skylines, like I talked about. I mean, that game was so bad, I wouldn't touch it with your dick. 
I'm just saying. That's that's fair. That's fair. So they announced in 2012 that they were making this this game by Maxis again. This SimCity game. They were bringing back Maxis for SimCity, but not the original creator, Mr. Wright, which I think was part of the problem to begin with. But they said it was going to have full 3D graphics, which I still don't think it really actually had. I knew you could rotate the screen in 3D and whatnot, which uh, was debatable at best. I think it was more of you could just, you know, rotate it by, you know, on the corners and whatnot. So it was going to have full multiplayer, which is a great concept for it. Um, And it had Glassbox engine, their new Glassbox engine that they were going to, you know, was their big deal. Which the Glassbox engine really only simulated real city behavior. That's all it really added. Cars um, uh, had authentic traffic patterns. Water actually travels down pipes. Fire spreads in realistic radiuses and whatnot. Cool. That's all they added to it. That was their big pitch. So I don't know why and where they keep getting these people with strange names to be attached to this whole project, but it was taken over by uh, a, a person named Ocean Quigley. Ocean, Ocean Quigley. Um, gotcha. Mr. Um, Quigley. Mr. Quigley. Yes. Uh, so the, the, the problems came from, you know, conflicting visions between EA and Maxis. EA wanted to emphasize multiplayer um, and collaborative gameplay with uh, some of the simulation conducted on remote servers in part to combat piracy. Maxis wanted to focus on graphical improvements with the new title, which I felt like Maxis's... Maxis's? Yeah. Um, I feel like their vision was probably a little more what should have been done. So Quigley uh, described the result, uh, the resulting game as a poor compromise between two objectives with only shallow multiplayer features and a tiny city size limit, uh, one quarter of the land from previous titles in the franchise, which would have frustrated the hell out of me. I don't know. I don't know what it was. If you could buy other ones around, or if you had to have somebody, a multiplayer, another person playing multiplayer to play those. Do you know? I mean, in, in, I don't know. In 2012, that was the big, Online multiplayer boom, yep. essentially, what it ended up being. I mean, we're talking Halo, PUBG, um, Call of Duty, all that stuff. That, that was what a lot of companies, Treyarch and uh, Activision, EA, I forget who did PUBG, but I, regardless, you know, that was that was their push. Yeah. So I can see why they were trying to push it, but that's a city-building game. Now... Um, EA also is responsible for the uh, Battlefield games, right? Yeah. The newest Battlefield game, Battlefield 2042, I think is what it's called. Uh, regardless, there's no... I kind of lost track of... So, so Battlefield many. is known, historically known to have a very engaging campaign mode, single-player campaign mode. Very vivid, very engaging. You could play it over and over and over again. It was always good. Uh, when the new Battlefield 2042 came out, EA pushed solely for this battle royale style game. There was no, there was no single player. There was no campaign. Oh, you I could hate. Play, I'm so sick of could, battle royale. 
you could sit in you could sit in the sandbox version of Battle Royale and play with AI computers, teammates, and enemies, but that was it. There was no story-driven line that makes you compelled to pick up the multiplayer portion of the game and play. Yeah. You know, I'm all for multiplayer. You know, I'm all for single-player games as well, but, you know, you and I have played many multiplayer games, you know, most recently Halo or Halo Infinite. And, you know, we even went back and started playing Halo Co-op, and it was great. Now I'm really excited about Halo Infinite Co-op coming out, but, you know, there is a place for it, but there's also a place for realizing when you should and when you shouldn't. And EA just went with they should all the time. Just, we should, we should, we should. And I think that's one of the things that has killed them is instead of wondering if they should or they shouldn't, they they don't. Just they, do. They just just do. do. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's the reason why Activision got bought out by uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. My, Activision pushed, 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 multiplayer, 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 and rinse and repeat the same crap over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And has riddled with so many problems that people were just unhappy. And Microsoft swooped in, took the opportunity to fix it. Good on them. I mean, yeah. good good on them. I'm glad somebody did it. And I hope they can do it the way that it needs to be done, for sure. Because Activision needs some help, for sure. Yes, they do. So, all right. So, this um, shitbox of a game was released in 2013. And Medium magazine uh, would refer to it, it refer to the release as, and I quote, one of the most disastrous launches in history, which should say a lot, but <laughs> but EA didn't didn't listen, didn't pay attention. So the game required a constant internet connection, even during single player activity. So somebody couldn't just get on and play. You had to have an internet connection to play which I think is bad because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten frustrated at newer PlayStation or Xbox games and stuff where I had to have a connection on the console to play. Now I know for a fact, because uh, we were changing internet for a couple of days and the internet was down and I was still able to play, um, play games on my computer. And I think that's one of the advantages to a uh, service like steam is you've got the game on your computer you know, um, Xbox Live, you've got the game on your computer. You can still play. You're just not available to be online. But I think that is one of the things that has um, has crushed certain games is requiring that. So the game was heavily criticized uh, by users uh, and developers planned to post launch updates that were scrapped. EA announced that they would offer a free game from their library for all those who bought SimCity as compensation for their problems, but even Amazon decided to stop carrying the game and stop selling the game. So this all happened in 2013. And I went and I looked at Maxis's or the SimCity Twitter. It hasn't been active since 2017. And their last update was server issues have been fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Their last post was about server issues from 2017. So the game has pretty much just been dropped by everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone um, said it was going to make another comeback in like 2018, I think 2019, but I I doubt it. So 
they really just kind of dropped SimCity overall, and Maxis has more or less disappeared. And they focused on The Sims. They went hard on The Sims, creating more and more spinoffs of things. But it's kind of just floundered and not introduced anything new and just kind of disappeared. You know, SimCity has disappeared altogether. And it's really sad. I think it's really sad when a great franchise goes out on a low note instead Mm -hmm. of creating one last big bang and just going out on the high. And it's it's really unfortunate because I have such a fondness for SimCity, especially SimCity 4, which, I mean, you know, like I said, I got a hold of of it on my grandfather's computer on the old Compaq, and uh, which still makes me laugh, the Compaq and whatnot. So, but, you know, it's a uh, it's just sad to me when uh, when this happens. But, you know. Anyway, so the spinoffs that were created throughout history, you know, throughout the series were um, Sim Farm, where you could farm SimCity card game, uh, which were collectible cards you could get, which I think ran into the same problem that you remember the comic cards that Fleer um, introduced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would get them and then that was it. You had them, you know, with at least basketball and base- uh, basketball, baseball, football trading cards. Like there were new ones that were coming out and things, but they just released this line of these comic cards and in this case, the Sim City cards that just, that was it. Um, so then Sim Town, where you could build a smaller Sim City, um, Sim Copter, where you could, you know, fly around a helicopter in your city. And then the streets of Sim City, where you'd be on a more, um, street level and you could actually get different vehicles and, um, race through the cities and whatnot. It actually had a cool vehicle combat, um, feature to it. But it didn't really go anywhere either. So <laughs> in uh, SimCity 4, you could actually port your city and your Sims game together and actually have your Sims live in your city, which was a neat thing. But then it really kind of ended up being one of the other spinoffs where you were at street level and you know focusing on the Sims and your city, like in... Uh, uh, well, all the spinoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it flattered and disappeared. So, the franchise has been credited with inspiring an entire generation of urban planners, transport officials, and local government figures. I think that's a little bit uh, giving a little too much credit. <laughs> I don't think it inspired these people to go into these these uh these careers, but you know, if they want to try to. Take that and run with it. Sure, go on. Why not? I'll I'll give it to Maxis. You know, if Maxis um, and Will Wright are somewhere going, we inspired a generation of careers. Uh, you know, by all means, go for it. EA killed your company. Anyway, it went on to inspire other copycats and whatnot. But I think the best one is going back to City Skylines. It's a fantastic game, and they've actually done all those expansion packs and all that you could buy for how much was it? $200? 250 bucks. Yeah. 250 bucks. I wouldn't say they're all worth it. Uh, there's actually a lot of things that you can get from the expansion packs in the steam workshop. So, but then a lot of those things you have to just kind of figure out what to do with them once you get them. And a lot of times it's like the park bench expansion pack where you get some fancy park benches and it's like, cool, whatever. So, but there's, a feature in City Skylines that I think is really cool where you can actually edit 
um, elements for your city and then put them in there, which I kind of found cheats for where it was like my schools kept hitting uh, capacity really quick, <laughs> just would get to full capacity. And then I would have to just keep building more and more. And so I went into the editor and built a school at a really low rate that looked really great. that could handle like a million kids. <laughs> and I would just plop those down in my city and I kind of got around that thing. And I also did it with firefighters and other utilities and whatnot, which, you know, kind of changed the game a little bit and got me a little bored with it. So I may go back and play it without those, but we'll see. So I, I hate that SimCity died. I do. Um, like all good things, it comes to an end and usually it's not a good end. No, but I, I, I feel okay about this end because I'm going to end SimCity. <laughs> I'm going to end <laughs> S is for SimCity. So they did have a bunch of canceled games and whatnot, but it was all stuff that EA just, you know, threw the hammer down on. So anyway, Sarge, you got anything for the people? I actually don't have anything for the people. I, I don't either. Except completely dive into your games and the roles they allowed you to take on, the agencies that they activate in your brain, and run with it. Who knows? You might see me playing the Skylines game. Uh, if you uh, if you do, let me know, because I'd be really interested to see what you do. And I think that there is a not necessarily a multiplayer feature to it, but I think you can um, like share features of your cities and stuff with each other. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll see. But anyway... Thank you all for listening. I hope you go play at least SimCity 4 and uh, write hate mail to EA. <laughs> all right. They're probably used to it. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right. Bye, everybody. Later, guys.